Okay, I'm pulling on my driveway. We all know what that means. It's time for another drive to work. Okay, so today, um, I just celebrated, I mean, upcoming for me uh, in the past for you guys is I celebrated the two-year anniversary of Tales from the Pit, which is my daily comic strip. Um, and I decided I would talk about Tales from the Pit today. Um, I'm hoping, actually, it's a larger discussion than just the comic itself, but sort of like what goes into making a creative endeavor. Um, but I wanted to sort of talk about where it came from and, uh, and sort of what, why, why I make it and, and, and I don't know, just some behind-the-scenes stories of the comic itself. So... Let's begin with the story, the origin story, if you will, uh, issue number one. Um, so what happened was, I I have an iPhone, for those that are unaware. I, I'm a giant, giant Apple fan. In fact, uh, something people may not know, my entire adult life, and, and I'm 45, um, I've never had a computer at home or at work ever that wasn't a Mac. It wasn't a you know an Apple an Apple computer, I guess before Macs existed at home we had a we had an Apple IIe way back in the day. Um, yeah, my dad actually got an Apple like the very first Apple you could get like uh, the consumers could get. My dad got that, uh, and originally you had to load it with a cassette tape. This is before discs happened, uh, and you had to like put a cassette tape in for like three minutes to go, you know, and then you could play some text game, you know, like uh, Hunt the Wumpus or something. Uh, anyway, showing my age here. So anyway, we got into Apple very young. I'm a huge Apple fan. I've learned, because every time I talk about how I love Apple, that a lot of my fans are not Apple fans. Apple seems to be, uh, uh, it, it, it creates great passion both ways out of people, much like like things that I, 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 I believe that true, true, truly great things tend to spur people in both directions, that some will love it, some will hate it. Uh, and Apple is one of those things. But the, the thing I love about Apple is that their, um, I love their design aesthetic. I, I, I feel like a lot of what I've learned about a desi- being a designer has, has come from looking at designs that I, as a designer, really appreciate. And the thing that Apple taught me, this might, might be some future podcast of uh, design inspirations, but the thing Apple taught me is the idea of things have to do what they seem they do. Like, you, you, your intuition just should just be correct. Make the thing do what people expect it to do. And the second thing is, is the importance of simplicity and that one of the easiest ways to get, you know, how do you know it's the right button to push? Put one button on it, you know. Anyway, so I have an iPhone. Uh, in fact, the way it works in, in my family, by the way, is I will always buy the newest iPhone and then the, the latest iPhone goes to my wife and the iPhone after that goes to my daughter, my oldest daughter, Rachel. And so, like, every time I get a new iPhone, it means everybody else, get they shift and get the newest iPhone. So, anyway. Um, but anyway, there was, uh, there is, a app on the iPhone called Halftone. Uh, and Halftone is, uh, the premise of Halftone is, it lets you take your pictures and convert it to look like an old, like, style comic book. Um, for those that are unfamiliar with comic books... Um, back in the day, in fact, it's probably still true, um, they're made with a, a system where there are lots of little tiny colored dots, if you, like, if you look close, um, and so, uh, back in the 60s, I mean, now the dots are pretty small, and, you know, it's, it's hard, I mean, you have to really look with a magnifying glass, I think, to see the dots, but back in the day, the dots were a little bit bigger, and so, there's a very distinctive look 
to a lot of comics, especially like the 60s and 70s. And Halftone was trying to give your pictures that comic book look. So, um, I love comic books. I love iPhone apps. I like taking pictures. And I like goofing around and making funny things up. So, um, so we were celebrating something. I, I forget what it was. Um, Wizards does this thing where when we have a success, or Magic does this thing, when we have a success, they'll, they'll have cake. Um, and so we were having cake for something. Uh, some set did well. I'm, I'm not sure. Zendikar, Scars Mirror. Anyway, some set had done well. We had cake. And so I went to up to the bridge. So all of our conference rooms at Wizards uh, are named, mostly have geek names. Uh, you know, we have the Matrix and the ones in their R&D are named after magic cards. We have like Ivory Tower. Um, anyway, all around the building, they're, they're named after different things. I mean, each, each department got a name their own. And so sometimes you can kind of guess who named it by based on what, what section of the company it's in. Um, like Double Jeopardy is near legal. But anyway, um, so... Uh, the bridge is the main room upstairs, uh, that like, you know, if the, if the president is going to have a big official meeting, they always meet in the bridge. Uh, the bridge is a Star Trek reference for those that somehow don't know that. Um, anyway, so we go up to the bridge, there's cake, uh, and Ethan is eating cake. Now, I believe at this point, Ethan is relatively new, um, being that it started in March, he must have just... He could not have been here more than a month or so, because I think he started... I think it's very short after he started. But anyway, I took a picture of Ethan eating a piece of cake. Um, and then I decided that it'd be fun to make a, a little comic out of it with my Halftone app. Um, more more because I was just uh, entertained by the app. And I, I don't even think when I first made it, my intent was to show it to... It was to put it anywhere on the internet. I just thought it was funny. And then it entertained me enough. I'm like, oh, whatever. I'll tweet it. So, um, in fact, it's possible before I tweeted that the halftone version, I just tweeted a picture of Ethan eating the cake, which I think is what happened. I think I just tweeted a picture of Ethan eating the cake, and later I went back and I changed it. I thought it was funny. I posted it. Uh, I got decent response. And at that point, be aware, it wasn't a thing. It wasn't like... Uh, it was just... I, I made a comic. I thought it was funny. I posted it. And then the next day... I posted another one, um, and I just, for that week, I don't know, I, every day I posted one, because it was just, I was being entertained by it, and there were so many possibilities of things I could do, and and then, I think by the end of the week, I was like, this isn't that hard to do, um, so, a little, little background, um, I, for those that don't know, I mean, I mean obviously, w- welcome to, to me, uh, I have a comedy, I have a comedy writing background. Um, in college, for example, uh, I mean, in high school, I, I started doing a lot of playwriting and they were mostly comedies. In college, I started an improv troupe. I started a writing workshop that did, uh, sketch comedy. Um, I did stand up. And so I did a lot of different things with comedy. I eventually went out to Los Angeles. I tried, uh, I wanted to be a sitcom writer. Um, I mean, long term, I wanted to create TV shows, but, um, I wanted to write comedy. I mean, Roseanne's the one show I was on staff on. Um, so, I mean, I, my background is I like writing comedy. I have a lot of background in comedy. And I've always been fascinated by comic strips. I love comic strips. I think comic strips are cool. Um, and I, I remember thinking that one of the things I always thought would be awesome to do was to have a comic strip. Now, the really thing that was getting in my way, 
Uh, for those of you who've ever seen my one piece of magic art, look at me at the DCI, which is I can't draw. And people go, oh, but you know, XKCD, he's a stick figure. No, he's much better at drawing than I am. Much better. Uh, I am very limited in my drawing abilities. Uh, I mean, for example, uh, look at me on DCI. Here's how I did it. I, I have an art style that very few people use. Very few. Um, I actually drew that 60 times and then picked my favorite one. So, also, by the way, for those who don't know, a little trivia about look at me on DCI, uh, I, I got paid a dollar. Uh, originally, they were going to pay me full price, like a full whatever price. And I said, no, that's no, crazy because I can't draw. Uh, and I said, look, just pay me a dollar. Uh, they had to pay me something to own it. Uh, and then they gave me a dollar and they gave me a check. Oh, this is a funny story. Uh, so I get a call from, I get a call from the finance department. So they say to me, uh, so it says here that we owe you a dollar check. And I, I say, yes. Uh, and they go, well, um, could we give that to you in cash? I'm like, no, I want, I want a check. And he goes, do, do you understand that it costs us more than a dollar to make a check? I'm like, yeah, I, I sure. I, but, they were going to pay me a lot of money. I volunteered to just get $1 to save us some money. And so, you know, yeah, give me my check. And he's like, well, why Why do you want a check? And I'm like, because I want to frame it. And he's like, you're not even going to cash it? I'm like, yeah, you're going to be off a dollar at the end of the year. <laughs> anyway, I still have my check framed with my art, my original art. Look at me in the DCI in my, in my den. I have four pieces of art, by the way, for those that... Trivia Care. I have the original Morrow, named after me, and I bought the art from Stuart Griffin. And by the way, here, interesting. See, today's podcast is me starting on a topic and just drifting off. Um, uh, one of the interesting things about Morrow is the painting wasn't made to be a magic painting. It was just painted to be a painting. Uh, Sue Ann Harkey, who was the Mirage um, art director, saw it, thought it was cool, and bought the rights to the image. And then we later figured out where to put it. Um, but anyway, what that means is it's a full-size piece of art. It's not most magic art you've ever seen is, is pretty small because it just needs to go on card. So it's you know it's normally it's like you know eight inches square or something or you know eight by ten inches whatever the correct proportion is. Um, so I have Morrow, I have Look at Me in the DCI, I have Gesture Sombrero, which was the packaging image from Unglued, and then I have Mize, the packaging image or one of the packaging images from um, Unhinged. Mize, by the way, was a birthday present for me from Matt Cavada, who drew the card and is a friend of mine, which was very cool. Anyway, sorry, deviating back. Um, so I always had wanted to do a comic strip, but was hampered by the fact that I can't draw. Um, and watching over the years, um, there's been many people who've done magic comic strips. Um, you know, I remember uh, one, of, one of the famous ones was called UG Madness of which I showed up as a character as a little little devil with little wings and um, you know uh, MTG Pro made a comic and there's a lot of people that made comics uh, and I've always thought it was funny that you know it need to see a comic um, but one of the things I always wonder that, that I had never seen or that maybe it exists I just haven't seen it is a daily comic so it's kind of like a you know far side-ish thing. the kind of comics I've always enjoyed have been um, one of have been like single frame um like the far side. I mean, I, I like hey, I like Calvin Hobbes and all that. I mean, I, I, I think the the three the three beat ones are fun. I just somehow for me, I always imagine doing a one panel magic comic. And like I said, I had this I had the limitation of my inability to draw. Um, so anyway, I think what what clicked was I started taking pictures and turning them into 
these little things and they, they were funny. Uh, it's sort of, you know, a photo comic. And, uh, and it never dawned on me before that I could, that I could, instead of drawing, I could use pictures. And that once that hit me, I'm like, oh my goodness, oh my goodness, I could make a comic strip. I found a way to get around my huge limitation. Uh, and so I started making the strip. It was mostly, I don't know, it was just, I mean, I, I think the reason I did it was, was minifold. I won't pick a number because, as I, I, I tell you, I'm not sure how many of this number's going to be. So first off, um, I like writing comedy. I miss writing comedy. You know, there's just not a... I mean, I, I try to put humor in my blog and in my, in my column and, you know, and in, in my, hopefully my podcast. I try to do humor, but it's not a consistent thing. And that I think part of me, part of my brain, just liked the idea of, you know, just what if you could try to be funny every day, you know, and, and that the challenge of that. Uh, the second is that I've been trying to do more stuff in social media that broadens uh, kind of what I do. And one of the things I, I've been very conscious of is uh, I, I got onto Tumblr. Oh, real quickly, uh, for those that like, uh, that like my blog, my blog 100% is the result of my Tales from the Pit comic. Let me explain. Um, so what happened is I started putting my comic out on Twitter, and I think it was Evan... Um, Evan says to me, um, he said, oh, why don't you collect your comics somewhere that, um, you know, so that people can see them? And he suggests Tumblr. And I'm like, oh, I, I've never, I never heard of Tumblr. And he goes, oh, well, yeah, yeah, it's really easy to sign up and... And then a couple of people talked to me about it. I think it came up a couple times. Oh, you should just post this on Tumblr. So I'm like, oh, okay, I guess. Let me see. And then I got there. It was easy to sign up. And so I got it. And I started just, every day I put my comics there. Um, I think there was an app for it. So it, it was very easy for me to do. It must have been an app for it because I always, one thing about my comic, by the way, it's 100% produced in my phone. The pictures are from my phone. The, you know, the halftone's in my phone. I upload it from my phone. Like, that, that, the comic touches nothing but my phone. It's completely generated by my phone. Um, and, um, so, uh, oh, by the way, Evan, I, I, I'm just dropping names. As Evan Irwin of, uh, of, uh, uh, The Magic Show. Um, and, uh, anyway, a bunch of people suggested Tumblr. I said, okay. Uh, I figured out what it was. And so I started putting it up on Tumblr. And then there's a little feature on Tumblr that says, uh, can people ask you questions? And I was like, oh, okay, I guess people can ask me questions. Little did I know, I had no idea what happened when I, yes, people ask me questions. Anyway, the, the, can people ask you questions? Me clicking yes, that, my whole blog came out of that, which, which, it's funny, the, the comic's now a little tiny part of it, and the, all the question answering was the major part, but, but, but Tales from the Pit is directly responsible for the blog happening. And one of these podcasts, I will do the blogatog. Uh, podcast, but that's not today. Today is Tales from the Pit. Um, so, anyway, I like the idea that I could uh, challenge myself every day. I really, I mean, there have been magic comics, but I, I felt like I just wanted a magic comic to exist that was just daily, you know, that every day and, and could, you know, could capture on whatever the, was going on. Like, I wanted something that was kind of, could be topical at times. Um, now be aware, there's a huge limitation I have, which is I work for the company and I'm, I'm one of the spokespeople. So uh, the funny thing for me is I often come up with comics that would be hilarious, but they're not, you know, 
I, I do not have the freedom just to publish any comic I want. Um, in fact, I every once in a while I'll, I'll put a comic and I'll run it by you know you know people at work and go, "What do you think?" And they're like, "Yo, you can't publish that." And so deep in the recesses of my brain, I, I've made some comics that uh, that are funny, but maybe not appropriate. If I if I was outside the s- system, if I wasn't you know working for the company, maybe I, I'd publish some of those. But uh, uh, anyway, so I liked the challenge. I really liked the idea that Magic would have a daily comic and. and there are some comics out there. I'm not, I don't want to diss any of the existing comics. I, 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 I always enjoy when I see Magic Comics, and a lot of people do very fun work, and they're awesome to see. Um, oh, the other thing, by the way, is uh, as I'm trying to... One of the things I'm, I, I'm big on is trying to understand social media, and that one of the things I realized was that words only get you so far. That, like, I look a lot about how much I get retweeted and reblogged and sort of where my messages go and how, what kind of impact they have. And one of the things, as I uh, experimented, I realized that I was trying to sort of create a product that had a different feel to it. Yeah, I have Twitter, and I answer questions on Tumblr and Google+. And, I mean, I do different things. I do this podcast. But the comic is nice in that it, it, it's something that's very bite-sizable. It's visual. You know, it, it has some different qualities to it. Um, and, like, when I really get a comic that, you know, just sort of hits one out of the park, it gets reblogged all over the place. So that, that is kind of cool, that just this image you, know, you can associate. Uh, so that's why kind of why I started. I mean, I, I, like I said, I didn't mean to start. I kind of accidentally did it and then just sort of said, oh, I could do this. Now, here's an important thing to understand about the comic, by the way, is I, I do not spend a lot of time on the comic. Uh, I'm a busy man. Uh, and, I mean, basically what I do, here's my thing, is sometimes I'll take pictures and, if, and I go, oh, this is a funny picture. I'll come up with something. Sometimes I get a joke and then I hunt down what I need. Um, usually if I make up a joke, I hunt down images. That's why I've been doing a lot more magic images. Is that it's, just, it's easier to do at home. Because um, a lot of times I, like, I'll wake up and I'll go, okay, I've got to make a comic. You know, and I'll make a comic before I, but while I'm getting ready. Uh, and that's, by the way, is, is a little side note. I do not spend a lot of time in this. I know that the, the quality veers wildly all over the place um, you know this is the kind of thing where it's my job and I could I would fine tune them and everyone would be I, I think the overall quality level would be much higher but the fact that I spend you know sometimes five minutes to come up with it uh, I, I know that there there is a, a variance <laughs> um, but the thing I do love also is trying to find a way to be topical and make jokes about kind of you know, be able to have some fun at whatever magic is going on and I try whenever I can to be in the moment and do jokes that are topical. I, I don't always. Sometimes some of them are more, you know, I could do the joke anytime. Um, but usually there's something I can make a joke about that's, that's uh, a current thing I, tr- I try to do. Um, so let's talk a little bit about some of... So once again, I didn't set out to do recurring things. I just have comedy in my blood. And, like, when I hit something that I know is funny, then I just go like, oh, okay. I mean... And one of the part about trying to come up with comics every day... Uh, is I realize that some days, you know, something will come to me and some days it's not as easy. And so one thing I think about having some, some running stuff is it just makes it easier when I'm having struggling one day that sometimes I have stuff I can go to. Um, okay, so my biggest reoccurring comic was the Another Day, of, another day of Productivity Lost. Um, so what happened early on when I was doing the comic was I did a lot of R&D. Uh, if you look at the, the evolution of my comic... Early on, um, most of the jokes were about R&D itself. 
And what I learned eventually was that some of that's good, but that I, I ended up centering more of the jokes in the in the game itself and less about us making the game. I, I still do R&D jokes, and it's still part of the comic. Um, and that's one of the things, by the way, I realized about the comic was the breadth of things I could do, because I could make fun about the game, I could make fun of R&D making the game, I could make fun of the audience reacting to the game, you know, I could make fun of elements of the game, art from the game, cards from the game, I get cards talking to each other, or where are they now, and all sorts of different stuff I could do. Um, the, the, the magic is a pretty deep depth for doing comedy, by the way. I mean, partly because there's a lot there. Um, so, I was doing early on a lot of, like, R&D. I would take a lot of pictures of R&D. Like, if you look at the, the first, maybe six months of, you make, of uh, not you make the card, of uh, Tales from the Pit, it's mostly, like, shots of R&D. Um, and I would pose shots. Uh, the other thing I've learned is, posing shots are tough. I mean, one of the things that's interesting about doing a comic is, it made me have a lot of respect for visual s- storytelling. Because, um, for example, uh, mostly what I'm doing when I'm doing jokes is a set-up punchline. And ideally, you want the setup on the left and the punchline on the right. So if I take the picture wrong, sometimes I'll have to cross the word balloons, which is a pain. Um, but anyway, uh, it, today is me just all over the board. It's just Mark... Mark uh, my topic today should be Mark just goes docks and, and then he gets to work. Um, so the uh, productivity loss was just... I took a picture of, of people playing, just playing games. And I'm like, uh, what should this be? And then somehow I thought it was funny that, like, oftentimes in just an R&D will go off on topics. And, you know, it's a bunch of bright guys who, who are we're all pretty geeky. And, like, we'll just talk about whatever, you know. And I thought it was funny. And I thought it might be funny to capture that. Um, and the productivity lost line was just me joking, like, yeah, you know, sometimes we just go off. Uh, and, and, then, and the funny thing is... The first one went over okay, but I, I, I thought it was funny, so I did a second one. And the second one was the one that, 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 that was the uh, Weaponize the Ponies one. Um, we were talking about the Transformers versus the um, My Little Pony. Uh, which is funny, by the way, for those behind the scenes, is uh, I, I do a lot of pop culture references. And somebody at work had said to me, hey, come on, you know, you should, someone like, you know, why do you make more references about, about stuff we do? And I'm like, well, hey, I, I make a lot of magic references. And so I thought it was funny. I did a, I did a cartoon where I was, like, referencing, like, uh, Hasbro properties because both Transformers and My Little Pony are Hasbro properties. But anyway, that's me making kind of an in-joke. Um, and so uh, that's where that one came from. Um, most of the other running jokes, I think I just came up with something that I liked. Like, um, so, th- so you think you can biomance, which has become my... Uh, there's a style of joke which is called the, uh, uh, what do you get when you cross this with that joke? Um, and I think those are funny. So, like, this just became an, a way to tell that kind of joke because the whole shtick of the Simic is they, they crossbreed things. Um, like Liliana, Ask Liliana came about because I just thought, I had a picture of Liliana sitting in a chair. The, the one from, uh, from Innistrad, and I just needed to use it for something, because a lot of times what I do is I'll just pick a picture and go, make this funny. And so I picked, I picked that picture, and I said, okay, make, make it funny. And, and I was trying to just come up with something that, I don't know, the, the, a lot of comedy for me is when you take different ideas and take two things that don't seem to belong together, that, you know, the, a lot of comedy comes from juxtaposition. Uh, in fact, it's funny. I, you know, they used to do stand-up. One of the things that is very funny when you get around people that write comedy is this desire to understand comedy. And so 
I've spent hours and hours sort of debating like what, why something is funny and what's funny about it. And one of the things that comes up a lot is juxtaposition. Is that kind of one of the things that makes things funny is taking two things that don't belong together and forcing them together. And so ask Liliana was me just going, what is the worst job you could have Liliana do? And I'm like, advice columnist. <laughs> And, you know, and then just, it was funny enough that, you know, I've done a bunch of them just because it was funny. Um, and like I said, a lot of them, I don't even know where they come from. Like, I have a, a running gag where uh, Nicole Bolas does prank phone calls. I, like, I have no idea where that comes from. It just spoke to me. Uh, I think maybe because he's, like he's, he's a mastermind, you know, he's a devilish puppet master. And I'm like, you know, that for fun, what we do, blow off steam, you know, he's a big prank calls. Uh, like I said, I don't know why, you know, uh, and then I had, uh, I have, I have a series with, um, with, um, uh, Mizzet being a stand-up comic, maybe playing, uh, anyway, I, there's just things I think are funny, I, I don't know quite where, where the stuff comes from, um, I mean, I, the other thing I do try is to shake up the kinds of humor, um, because I, I think just like my column or like this podcast or like my, my anything really is I try to do a diversity of material and I mean I try to make it funny every day but sometimes it's more slapsticky I do puns sometimes like I, I love doing kind of like the you gotta really know magic to get this reference ones I don't do those tons but you know ones are like you really gotta know magic to get this joke um a little of that is fun and, and, and I I definitely having a good time it's funny cause like I said I just passed my 500th comic or by the time you will have seen this I will pass my 500th comic uh, and I do 250 a year because it's 50 weeks. I, I take two weeks off and do the best of. So I do 50 weeks, five comic, you know, one every day, every weekday. So that's 250 comics a year. And I just passed two years, so I hit my 500th comic. Um, which, by the way, kind of boggles my mind um, that I've done 500 comics. Is is uh, I remember when I posted my, my 475th or something, uh, Eric, I'm not Eric, um, Aaron Forsyth, his response on Twitter that day was, I don't know if I've done 475 of anything. <laughs> so... Um, but, but I, I guess if you follow along, you know, between, I mean, I, I, my, my comic, I'm not a comic, my, uh, my column later this summer is going to do its 600th column, which is also kind of mind boggling, but I guess I'm just stubborn in that I pick things I like and I do them. Uh, and like I said, the comic's been interesting in that it is, some days I wake up and I curse the comic because I'm like, you know... Oh, I have to come up with a comic. But but the thing I love is, I love the fact that I force myself to do it. I, I think one of the things they say about the way to sort of keep your brain active is just make it, you know... Uh, in some ways, I think of it as a workout for my brain. That, like, I, I'm in a job where, like, my brain matters. Like, I have to be creative and I have to sort of, you know, mentally be there. And so, in some ways, I feel like when I wake up, doing my comic is like my, my little mental calisthenics. Um... And also, uh, the thing I find hilarious is I'll wake up with no idea what I'm doing. I mean, sometimes I have some idea. Sometimes I've done it the day before. Sometimes I've taken a picture. So sometimes I have an idea of what I'm doing. But other times I have no idea. And it's always amazing for me when I wake up and I have no idea. I have no idea what I'm doing. And then, like, I send out a comic I'm really proud of. And I'm like, that feels really good. I mean, it's... And, and it's a nice little simple thing, you know, that... I mean, taking... A, I love my columns, but they take a while to write, you know. And even this podcast takes 30 minutes. My comic doesn't have that kind of time. So, anyway, I parked in the parking lot, uh, or my, in the space. Uh, I, I don't know, I, I guess what today was really talking about was, I'm hoping a little insight, other than the fact that I get off topic a lot, uh, is that I, I have a love of, of creativity. I love coming up with stuff. Uh, I love humor. 
I love magic. Uh, I like fun, like making fun of magic. Um, and that I think the comic and the reason I make the comic is I, I want my social media to sort of portray me many faceted in that, you know, my column is one facet. I mean, my podcast is another. My blog is another. And my, I think my comic is just a different way. It's kind of my funny side, the side that kind of looks at things and says, isn't this kind of funny? Um, and so, anyway, I, I enjoy doing it. I, I'm, it seems that people seem to like it, so uh, I will continue to do it. And uh, anyway, that's, that's, that's today's. I don't know. I'm more reminiscing. Um, I think from time to time, I like to sort of introspect and look at my own stuff. I don't do that tons. Most of the time, I'll look at magic as a whole. But I feel every once in a while, it's nice to sort of self-examine. And, and uh, one of the things I always talk about writing in general is writing helps you understand who you are as a person. Uh, and it's not just writing. Communication helps you understand who you are as a person. Uh, I, I think my, you know, my blog and my writing and my podcast and my comic, all of them help me understand kind of who I am and that a lot of how I understand things comes from me trying to express. So, anyway, okay, a little deeper than you thought for me talking about my comics. Okay, so I'm now at work. I gotta, I gotta go. So thanks for listening all about Tales of the Pit. Uh, Tales from the Pit. I always mess that up. Uh, it's Tales from the Pit, making fun of Tales from the Crypt, uh, and, uh, which is an uh, old-style old uh, comic from the 50s um, with horror. Uh, anyway, it was fun talking about my comic, and I guess it's time to go make the magic. <laughs>